serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy mini Friday. Happy Thursday up, Gatos. He's Chad. The fantastic Becky Lynn is in the news center. Did one of you say it was Friday? Mini Friday. Mini Friday. Oh, mini Friday. See, you, the, no, the reason I ask is because I have heard so many people, so many people today, mm. say they thought it was Friday. See, you you bust on us for not listening to your newscast, and you're not even listening to I our caught, open. I caught a part of it. Okay. When you work from home, so many people start to just lose, I don't know what day it is, <laughs> right. yeah, what month yeah. it is anymore. Yeah. So I've been showered in six I thought, months. I thought that's what was going on in there. Why is it my you were Zoom? gone one Where's, day. Why is it my Zoom meeting starting? Oh, it's Saturday. Oh. All right, let's kick it off with uh, a couple of news stories that you have to know about. We've got the breaking news for Becky Lynn earlier today. Um, we've got the DOJ fighting Arizona's new transgender law. This is the one that would delay any irreversible gender reass- reass- uh, reassignment well surgery. <laughs> gender reassignment surgery. Until the age of 18. All right. Let's uh, let's find out why the DOJ is going after this one. Joining us now is uh, our legal expert. She is uh, Monica Lindstrom. And uh, Monica, let's talk about this one. We chatted with you about it yesterday. Why is the DOJ going uh, against Arizona on this one? Uh, for the transgender reassignment surgeries, right? Correct. So... The the reason why is because they're basically telling all states, right, that it's a violation of federal law. You're not treating people equally. If you're going to single out these individuals, those that want transgender surgery or procedures, right, then you are not treating them equally, just like you're treating everybody else. And so that's that's where the government's coming from. And also, I think it's the federal government wants to just take a stand uh, this is how it feels about these scenarios. Hmm. I mean, really, I think it's a policy thing, and they're saying it violates the Constitution. So uh, is it mostly posturing more than anything else? Because there's several states that have gone and taken measures like this, uh, Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, most of this is posturing. Nothing's really going to come out of it. It's just, you know, we need to make sure our base knows that we're doing this, and you, you know, you're doing your thing, and uh, and then nothing really comes out of it. That's the rhetorical question, right? Mm. <laughs> we are talking about politicians, right? We sure are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I mean, so I wonder, we know they're not doing anything. Well, I wonder the same thing. Well, are they really going to sue Arizona, or are they just coming out today and saying, "Hey, we don't like your law, uh, and we're sending you a nasty letter"? I think I think we could. I think it's very possible that the federal government could sue Arizona because there is a basis under federal constitutional law, uh, the equal protection. Do well, it's not really due process, but equal protection. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's treated the same, and if Arizona's singling someone out. We can't let that happen. And so I think there is a basis for it. And I think based on that letter that we will see something happen. Does, when, when you are, you know, you're the DOJ, let's just put you in that position. Uh, you look around, there's several of these states that are going through this. You threaten a bunch, but do you eventually go and pick off one that, you know, we've, this was poorly written and we know we've got a chance here where maybe some other states are like, it was poorly written. It wasn't poorly written, and we're going to have a tougher time with that one compared to some of these other ones. Well, good lawyers always say that good cases make good law. So if they have a choice, if any lawyer, government or not, has a choice to pick a case that's going to do something for them, 
they're, they're going to, right? So if the federal government has a choice of, say, 18 different states that have this type of law, they're going to choose the, per, the most perfect example that they can in order for clear law to be made. Because when you have bad cases and bad facts, it makes very bad law. So they're going to look for something if they want to go forward that is very clear cut and can make a very good statement. Monica Lindstrom is joining us, attorney to the stars, meaning us. She's our legal analyst. All right, let's hop from one law to the other. The other, This one we, we didn't even have time to get to yesterday because so many bills were signed into law. Uh, Ducey signed legislation reestablishing proof of citizenship voting requirements. Um, can you tell us about about this law? What does it do? You know, the the other, the I guess the opposing side says you're disenfranchising voters and they're not going to be able to go vote. Well, these these are the same arguments that Arizonans have been hearing and listening to for the past couple of years. This is not a novel issue at all. But um, Governor Ducey did send a letter to Secretary Hobbs today that kind of explains where he's coming from. So I would encourage anybody to read that just to kind of see what what the intent was behind it essentially did, did you read it did you did you read it i did i'm not yes, reading I read it, it. I, I, that's, that's what we pay that's you for we, not yeah. really but right. kind of tell us what happened yeah <laughs> well the the letter is more about you know the policy behind it and why he's doing what he's doing and but i want to talk about the law itself because the law itself is actually very simple it simply says that if you want to vote in an arizona election you have to be a U.S. citizen and an Arizona resident. I mean, that's it. That's all that it is. Don't we already have a law? Do we have a, we have a law in the books like that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what everybody thought, right? But there's been so much fighting about this. And so, how do you figure out if you're a citizen? What what kind of proof do you have to show that you're a citizen? And the law that we have already goes through that. It's just there are some some words are being replaced and the word shall is being put in there. And we know that shall means it's a requirement. So essentially you have to prove your citizenship, whether it's a state issued ID, whether it's a U.S. passport, whether it's a driver's license in order to vote here in Arizona. And by the way, in federal um, elections, you have to be a U.S. citizen. So it's really their, their, replacing some words making it more clear to clear up confusion which i think is always a great thing right we want our citizens to understand exactly what the law says so it's it's that that really was his purpose to clear it up to stop the confusion if you uh agree with his letter or you believe his letter that he sent this i think will 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 see a lawsuit i We're going to see a lawsuit. Well, of course, because you should. How dare anybody? How race it is to ask somebody for an ID. Meanwhile, when you go down there to get some Robitussin, they want your ID, a fingerprint, blood sample. I think Robitussin's over the counter. Is it? I don't even know what they sell anymore. (laughs) What is is it we sell when we make our meth? Or Claritin B. You have to show your license. You have to show your age. Yeah, Yeah. I shouldn't have to show my license to get on a plane. That's racist. I've tried, and I've said, hey, I've got wrinkles. Do you really need to see my ID? Oh. I'm like, yeah, we've got to see it. <laughs> oh, goodness. You don't have wrinkles. I've seen you. You're, you're Your fine. Your plastic surgery is great. Don't oh, worry gosh. about it. All right. Hey, Monica, thanks for joining us, and, uh, and uh, tell us about these two bills that are now laws. Appreciate it. Go judge somebody. All right. <laughs> Bye, gentlemen. All right. Monica Lindstrom, attorney, judge, and uh, she's here for us when uh, the DOJ sues Arizona. Or at least sends them a nasty letter. All right. Coming up right now is 
five spot. We do it every day at 415. We'll need five of you to call. We're going to put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. Ladies only. I need five of you ladies to call. 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. We're going to ask you about a new study about stress and women. Okay? so uh, What's a woman? Uh, oh, I don't want to. The five people they're going to be calling. How do you know they're women? I, I'm they, going to guess. Are you a biologist? No. <laughs> I'm just going to take a guess. 277-KTAR. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Parker & Sons Plumbing and Electrical, the two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. All right, it is time for Five Spot. We've asked ladies only, 277-KTAR, to call us. Um, there is a new study out. This is what we're going to ask you about. There's a new study out that says women are most stressed on a certain day of the week at a specific time of day. We're going to tell you what the day and the time is in a second, but we're going to roll through five calls and see if it matches up. One, two, three, four, five. Five spot with Gatos and Chad. All right, ladies, we're going to ask you what day of the week is the most stressful and why. Here we go. Anna and Mesa, you identify as a woman and you're stressed on which days and what time? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we're going to say Wednesday around 5 p.m. All right. Why? That So it's not quite Friday. <laughs> You're not quite there. You've got two days. I have to come home. I have to figure out what I'm going to make. I'm single. I have to figure out what I'm going to make to eat. I have to walk the dog. I have to feed the other three animals. I'm just tired and stressed out. Okay. So 5 p.m. on Wednesday. On Wednesday. You got over the hump, but you realize, oh, there's more to it. All right. Uh, Kathleen and surprise. All right. The uh, day of the week that's most stressful for you and why? Wednesday at 2.30 because that's when all my grades are due. Oh, you're a teacher. I am. Oh, my gosh. You're doing God's work. Good for you. Uh, so two thirty, two two thirty. All your grades on a Wednesday are due, and you've got to you've got to get all that done. Yes, I've got to get it all done. Otherwise, I have kids saying, "Why wasn't this graded? Why isn't this in there? Where's my grade? Why do I still have an F?" And it's just so stressful. They got to get in. <laughs> all right, there you go. All right, Wednesday two thirty. Thanks. Wednesday. All right, to Stacy at Apache Junction. Day of the week that you're most stressed. Monday. Monday. And why? Because it's right after the weekend. I feel like the weekend goes so quick that come Monday, I feel a little tired, like I haven't rested. So usually Monday, about 2 o'clock, I always feel like I'm crashing or just super tired, stressed out. All right. so you know, you know, we start at two o'clock, so we'll get you on stress. Yeah, yeah. We'll get you de-stress. Keep listening to us. We'll make sure we'll give you a little bit of that energy uh, yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. Courtney and Buckeye, what day stresses you out the most? I would have to say Monday as well. Um, it's the start of the new week, and I would say about eight a.m. It's when I have to really get my day started and getting the kids dressed and out the door and having this and this and it's a lot of pressure in the morning so right. probably monday monday so we got two mondays two wednesdays fridays if you notice friday does not bug anybody in a second we're going to tell you what the study says the study gives a day and a specific time where women are most stressed out all right five spot fifth call patty in sun city break the tie what day stresses you out Sunday, about uh, 
9 o'clock p.m. Yeah. Are you a teacher? <laughs> no, I'm All not. Right. I manage in a apartment community. All right. My wife always used to get stressed out on a Sunday before she had to go back to school. Yeah. I think a lot of people, Sunday, get that like four or five o'clock in the afternoon. The football games are over, whatever. Oh, crap. You've done all your stuff. Like, oh, God, it's starting to go. Sun's going down. I got to work tomorrow. Mm. All right. Five spot where we had five of you ladies call. And we put you on the spot about a news story, huh. and we asked you. Hold on here. We need to bring it to Becky Lynn, uh, eating probably. Uh, call number six. Sure. I can't really see Becky. It's just reflection. I don't even know if you're there. Hi, Becky Lynn. I'm here. Why can't uh, you what see they me? Stressed, I, because of all the lights. Oh. I like it very bright in here. Yes. Yeah. So he likes it like it's the sun. Uh, what day stresses you out the most? I think it's Wednesday. Wednesday at Ooh, 2 o'clock. Yeah, Wednesday <laughs> at 2 o'clock. That's I, right. Just about the time I get here, I start panicking over... What I know, I still have to get done before the week is over. Us? Yeah, and just dealing with you. Well, every day is stressful with you guys. But, yeah, it's like everything that I haven't finished yet and I still know I have to on Wednesday, that's when it all comes, Mm. comes home and it's like, do something. You're a, you're a saint for putting up with us. I know. I know. My, I'm surprised you can't see my little halo in here. I can. I can see you. You can see it. I can see you just in there. Because <laughs> it it's what? Frozen. Yeah. It's cold in this room. Is it cold in there? It's lovely. All right, here. let's get to the study. You guys ready? I am yes. Ready. All right, so we had, um, well, including Becky Lynn, we had one, two, three, two, three Wednesdays. couple Mondays. couple Mondays. And a Sunday. Exactly. All right, the study says that women are most stressed out on Monday and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Really? Yeah. It why? didn't it didn't give a why. Oh. But that is that is the day. It's 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 before bedtime. It's the first couple days of the week. I don't know, maybe you're you planning know. stuff out. Yeah. Kids got soccer, things yeah. are happening. Yeah. They've gone to school. Now you're getting all of that stuff that's rolling in on you. Right. And it kind of catches up to you on a Monday or a Tuesday at night. See, I thought uh Stacy who called in um she said Monday was was it Monday? No, no. Patty called in. She said Sunday at nine p.m. Yeah. I get that. That's the I got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, stress. But people, I think a lot of people. It's not enough if they stress or if it's just frustration. I got to go to work tomorrow. You know, you've had your. You're still in the weekend, but you're not really in the weekend. And I think that's more of uh, uh, the Sunday blues. Okay, so Monday and Tuesdays at seven p.m. for women, guys. Fridays at 8 p.m. Really? What? Because you're going out, got to get dressed, you're going on a date, you don't want your wife to find out, whatever it is. I don't know. Why would Fridays be... Maybe they don't want to go home to the wife. Uh, 8 o'clock, you're probably already there. Yeah. I don't know why Fridays... That just seems bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there you have it. Five spot. We'll do another one tomorrow. Uh, Coming up next, Biden has finally done something to combat... Gas prices. How much are you going to save? And how angry is Chad about this? You'll hear it next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons. Thank you, Brian Howard from Gilbert. He won $100 as part of our 100 Days of Giving. We're saying thanks to all of you for allowing us to be the trusted voice of the Valley for 100 years now. Not only did he win 100 but we're also sending $100 to St. Mary's Food Bank, which was a charity of his choice for your chance to win $100. And for your charity of choice to also get 100 text 100 to 411 100 to 411 
Hey, at 5.15, Julie Gunnigal is going to join us. She's the Democratic candidate for Maricopa County Attorney. She announced that she had gotten over the threshold when she on was the on show. the show last time. Yeah. Because you need votes, or not votes, signatures. Yeah, you have signatures. She says she's not going to enforce the new abortion law. No not abortions. A good way to start. No abortions me. in Arizona after 15 weeks. She said she's not going to enforce it. I don't get it. I don't know. I, I don't know how that. How do you not enforce that law? We're going to talk to her at five fifteen. Let's let her explain uh, herself. All right. Go ahead and thank him. Good. You don't want to do it, but go thank ahead. You. Say thank you. Thank the president. Four. Well, the, the gas prices are going to go down. Oh, they are. Yeah. They're going down a buck. No, they're not going down. We're going to become pump. energy independent because we're drilling more. No, no, not, oh, not quite oh, yet. Oh, oh we, we've gone and we've called OPEC and we've talked to them finally, and we didn't give up. And we said, "Look, here's eh, the deal, guys. No, no, we're going to take all the weapons uh, back we uh, sold you, no. and not deliver the rest nah. if you don't help us out." So we did that, right? No, no. But the President of the United States is going to release up to 180 million barrels oh, of oil. How good is that from, <laughs> from the reserve? Hi, will you guys like me if I give you each a barrel of oil? Are you saying, what is it, a million barrels a day? million barrels okay. a day. He's going to do 180 million Are barrels a day. Are you saying he's not doing it for the people, I but he's, he's doing, doing it, it for, for himself and his poll numbers? Oh, shame on you. <laughs> shame, shame on Shame, shame, I know your name. So we're not fixing the problem. We're not starting to fix the problem. We're not addressing it. We're going to just go, well, let's release some of the stuff that we have, and hopefully when oil dives down again we'll go buy up a bunch of other oil you know it used to be we produced a bunch of oil and we're like we don't have to buy from other people we can not only export but we can also put some in our strategic reserve now we're going to go buy cheap oil from other people when it falls down and rather than drill it ourselves we'll replace strategic reserves with other cheap oil nice solid let's get to the real point here your gas prices are going to go down and you're complaining well hopefully what do you mean? Hopefully, well, you can't release a million. Uh, 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 you can't release what is it again? A hundred and eighty bi- million? million barrels a day. Right. It, the, the gas prices will go down it, unless consumption goes up, right. and we consume about twenty million barrels. So if we consume a little bit more, yes, that'll bring some of it down a little bit, but it's not going to do what the. Effect. Why are you half glass empty? And uh, the glass other part, uh, you have no idea what you're saying right no, now. No, I don't. Uh, and the other thing is, what if Russia decides, hey, West. what if, what if, what if, what if? It's always what if. If the president has been asked by every citizen in the United States, you got to do something about gas prices. Okay. He just said, I'm going to release up to 180 million barrels of oil from the reserve. Why are we not celebrating that? Why are we not celebrating that? If your gas prices are going to go down, why are we complaining? Because it's going into our, restrig- uh, our strategic reserve. Which is too. there for an emergency. Kind of an emergency situation these days. Uh, yeah, if you're a Democrat. Well, that's because the political that thing side. You, you dr- well, that's what this is. This is a political move. But gas prices are still so high. Inflation is still so high. And if you can get the gas prices down, it's going to get that average family some money back in or, their pocket. How is that bad? Or maybe you could say, look, here's the deal. We've got $12 trillion we've printed in the last several months for uh, COVID, and, mm-hmm. and both Republicans and Democrats are guilty of this. Why don't we pull some of that money back rather than have you know places go, hey, we need this for COVID relief because we're going to build a park, uh, and then take that. And say we're going to give a moratorium on on all state gas taxes as well. It's just as, another idea you're giving. He had a different idea. He wants to release but let's the keep barrels. our reserves in reserve. No, I want to now. use the reserves. I want the oil. I want the uh, reserves. You're the squirrel that st- goes I and eats the all reserves. the nuts and then comes no, over and goes, "Hey guys, listen, we got it. We got an issue here because we've had a huge storm in the south, 
and it's destroyed uh, a refinery and a few other things. So uh, this is a this let's is, go into our let's go to the salt uh, wherever they keep it this underground. Is a temporary, this is a temporary solution. There's a lot that has to be done, but everybody just just you know. Joe Biden's been so bad that when he does something that's good, which is lower your gas prices, nobody can even give the guy because credit. I feel like it's such a desperate hail mary. But you're still not addressing the issue of we're not drilling, we're not trying to become energy independent, we're not going to the green and saying, "Hey, green people." But if he can get us past summer and get the gas prices down, we should be okay. So let me ask you this, right? So maybe that's great. Maybe it drops down at two fifty, and we're like, "He's the most amazing." I don't think it'll drop down to two fifty, but or. What if Russia goes, hey, you know what? We're going to pull a billion, we're going to pull a million barrels off the open market Mm -hmm. just to make them uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and gas prices stay the same. Now you've shot your shot. But it's what if, what if, what if? You can't just wait, what if? You've got to do something. If you're the president of the United States, you've got to do something. You address the long term reality. I understand that. I understand that. But that doesn't happen right away. If he does this and he did this, your gas prices will be going down. We're not sure. 35 cents? 50 cents, maybe? Maybe. Maybe 20? Okay, I'm taking it. Maybe... I'm taking it. What if it doesn't go down? Well, then we're going to blast them on the air. Okay. It didn't work. I just want to make sure. And, and say, again, are we addressing the issue by going out and drilling? No, we're not. Why should we? Let's That's drill. drill. I'm, I'm all for it. We should be drilling more. You come drill in my backyard. You find oil there? I'll take the mineral rights. That's fantastic. <laughs> I don't care. All right, coming up next. What about the children and the worms and the owl? What about them? I don't care about the worms in the owl. I care about my gas prices, and I hope they go down. That's right. Uh, a massive country uh, music star canceled his concert so he could attend the final four. Good for you. You bought a ticket for that concert. Are you ready to punch that guy in the face? Depends if I'm a fan of basketball or sports. Coming up next on the Gatos and Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Who's Eric Church? He has a chicken company called Church's Chicken. Oh. He's a very popular country singer. That could be that, too. Boy, did he do a bad thing. Did he? What did he do? Yeah, he did a bad thing. I don't know. I want to play one of his songs because I've never heard of this guy. No wonder I've never heard of this guy. It's awful. Oh, settle down. I play my 17. I play about my old dream. I think about the stars in the sky. All right, think about the stars in the, in the sky and all that crap. Here's what he did. Has a big concert, right? People are really looking forward to going. Who is his name again? Eric Church. They're going to go see Eric Church, their, their, uh, their f- uh, favorite uh, country music guy. And he uh, canceled the concert, Becky Lynn. What? Yeah. Why? I'm going to the Final Four. I want to go see the ball game. He was born in Granite <laughs> Falls, North Carolina. <laughs> oh. Right there in the Tobacco Row. He wants to go see Duke beat him. And the, <laughs> the reality is, 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 you know, I don't, I don't think Steve is the NC and Duke because you are a sports uh, guy around here. They've never played and they've never even met in the final four. I don't think they've met in the tournament, have they? I actually don't know the answer to that. Well, Wise man, you're losing. If it, man. only Come there was on. a machine we could check on. Yeah, that'd be really and good. ask if they have. Hold on a second. Let me just throw this out to you. So, you know, uh, people. There are thousands of people that that want to go see this guy, right? So a lot of them can come from out of town. They've got to buy a plane ticket. Then they've got to get a rental car. Then they've got to get a hotel. Then they're paying for meals. They already paid for the ticket. And this guy's stiffing them? That's so a jerk move. Where was he supposed to be performing on the night that he's going to the ball game? Wise man. Uh, AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, yeah. Oh, okay. By the way, I googled it and no, they've never met in the tournament before. North Carolina and Duke. And your chance to see 
Coach K for the last time, regardless of win or loss. Uh, but this is uh, this is a guy who has a responsibility to what fifty thousand people that bought tickets, and you just back out. This got to... I mean, I know the people get their money back, but that's just like, what if you traveled out there and you spent thousands of dollars? Here's some people who flew in from Alberta, Canada. Really? Yeah. This is why I hate country music. You know, rock stars wouldn't do this. (gasps) Oh, never. No. Never, I've never heard of it. (laughs) I've never. (laughs) Maybe not for this reason, but I'm sure there's a myriad of other reasons. Some people are mad. Yeah. Some people are like, you know what? Uh, I get it. You didn't do anything wrong. Go support your team. Oh, please. Uh, so, Please. You're here to entertain me. I've just paid. I paid you money. Now, sing. You're here to entertain me. I'm making you rich. You you, you, enter, you sing, play the guitar, and... and play the guitar! And, and entertain me. That's what I paid for. And you don't want to do that. He Well, I mean, he's, you, he's, he's not. Do he's, you know about 11 years ago, uh, uh, I met my parents out in uh, Vegas. They were tra- traveling to Vegas. This was before my mom got sick. And they always... They hadn't seen Elton John in years, years, right? So was they this said, "Is forty second farewell yeah, tour, right?" <laughs> so they went to Vegas to see him, and I'm like, "Great, you know, I'll bring my girlfriend at the time, who I ended up marrying, of course." But we went out, met my parents, had a great time, and then the day of the Elton John concert, he canceled, and it was some weird, like something happened. Where another he singer? Get his tiara? No, I don't know what it was. It was like another singer uh, had passed away, and he was distraught or something, and he canceled the show. And there are people that were literally waiting to get in, and he canceled it that late, and never had the show. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean they were in line to go to the show. He canceled really, really late. Yeah, and I remember my parents being furious about it. They they flew across the country to go to Vegas to see Elton John. Yeah. And he didn't perform. He's like, we're never going to have a chance to see him ever again because this was it. He was never going to do a show again. <laughs> Guess ever. What? What's but funny? He's Guess on the last, what? he's on another tour right now. My wife and I went to see him on his uh, final uh, thing. It was like 2019. But now he's coming to Phoenix. Yeah. He's coming to Phoenix. He's, he's finishing the same tour. I think it got interrupted COVID. in 2020. Gosh, I don't So you think... saw the front end of it, and this, okay. is the, this is the tail end of it. That yeah. Eric Church guy's a jerk. His music isn't even that good. He's a little pitchy. A little bit. All right. All right. Becky Lynn's coming up with uh, the uh, expansion. Uh, Stick around.